0: This inspiring message comes to you from Impact Church in Kingston, Ontario, where we are committed to living like Jesus and loving like Jesus. It is our prayer that this message blesses and enriches your life.
1: Well, I'm going to just continue our series that Cameron started last week, uh, called The Best Christmas Ever. He talked about hope last week, and I want to actually talk to you today about the concept of peace, and you know, and when I, whenever I hear the word Christmas, I always think, oh it's the most wonderful time of the year until you go shopping, until you go to Walmart, or until you like go out in traffic around Christmas time. Do you guys know what I mean by that? Or the worst of all, trying to park at Costco. Um, <laughs> That's not the most wonderful time of the year, I tell you. Um, But please do still go to Costco, support them. They've supported our events uh, for a long time. They're awesome. But the strange thing is that what's supposed to be the most wonderful, peaceful, joyful, hopeful season of the year often turns into conflict and chaos and strife. And it's sad because it's not at all what Christmas is about, that's not why Jesus came. Jesus actually came so that we could have peace in our conflict, so that we could have joy in our circumstance, so that we could experience hope, the hope of Jesus right where we are. That's what this season is all about. So when I talk about peace today, I just want to clarify one thing right off the start. I want to say that this peace is not the absence of conflict as much as it is The presence of God. See, if you leave and you try to find peace by finding the absence of conflict or pressure or stress in your life, you're going to keep searching forever. But if you understand and recognize that peace is simply represented by the presence of God, you can realize that God can be with you every moment, everywhere you are. He can flood your heart with peace no matter the circumstance. See, in the season of Christmas, we celebrate the incarnation where God became flesh and dwelt among us. He came as a baby in a manger because he wanted to be part of our lives. Not just 2,000 years ago, but every day that we're alive. We celebrate Emmanuel. Cameron already re- referenced this. But, but when the Bible talks about this child, this baby that came to us, it speaks of him as one of his names being Emmanuel, which literally means God with us. It's not God coming to visit earth for a brief 33-year period 2,000 years ago. He came so that he could leave us with something incredible. He could leave us with the very presence and power of God. And through that incarnation, it's not just an external power. It's not just an external peace, an external presence, but it's actually something that's now internal. When we accept Jesus and invite him into our heart, into our life, into our circumstance, we can truly experience Emmanuel, God, with us. See, when Jesus came that first Christmas, he came to a dirty and broken world. You know, he could have come in any which way he so chose. He's God. He came from the glory of heaven, and he, came, he could have come riding on the clouds like a, like a ruler, full of majesty and brilliance. But instead, he chose to come to a dirty stable in a broken world. And to that dirty and broken world, he offered himself. And he still offers himself today. The Emmanuel means God with us. Jesus brings peace. Jesus is peace. And Jesus isn't just peace. Jesus is the prince of peace, which means he's the ruler. He is, he is the one that reigns. He is the one that can command peace to reign in our life. Most of you probably have heard the Hebrew word shalom. And it's, it's the Hebrew word for, for peace. The Greek word for peace is irene, um, but it simply means wholeness, completeness, contentment, health. So when Jesus offers us peace in this season, he offers us wholeness. He offers us health and contentment and a sense of completeness. And see, we don't have to have everything in our lives resolved in order to experience peace. That's why so many people struggle not finding peace, because they feel like the only place they can find that peace is if everything is resolved. But how many know we live in a real world? We live in a broken world. We live in a world full of challenges and circumstances and things that are outside of our control. Things that we cannot do anything about. And so if we are on a continuous quest to find peace in our outward circumstances, if our goal is to have everything resolved in order to experience that peace, you're going to be on a search forever. But I want to tell you today that the Prince of Peace, Emmanuel, God with us, is here to come right into your circumstance, to come into your life, to come into where you are, where you live, what you face, what you are dealing with, and he can become today the Prince of Peace. And if you let him, He can rule and reign in your heart. Perhaps you're going through conflict right now. Or maybe you have circumstances that are just screaming at you. But just remember, you don't have to go at it alone. Jesus came so that you would not have to be alone. See, his rule and reign in my life ensures that he has the last word and that he has the final say not my circumstances. And when we make that shift and realize that Even though things can go wrong around us, we know that Jesus has the final say. Jesus has the authority in our life. Jesus knows the end from the beginning. And so what we need to do is simply start aligning ourselves with his thinking, with his words, with what he thinks, with what he sees. And as we start speaking the word of God over our lives, as we start embracing the power and the presence of God in our lives, as we surrender to him and allow him to rule and reign in our lives, then we can experience that peace that passes all understanding. Just want to give you five quick thoughts today on how this peace can come into our hearts or what this peace is like. The, num- the first thought is this, that no one is immune to conflict. John 16, verse 33 says this. It was Jesus speaking. and He said, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. See, Jesus knew what world we live in. He knew that we would have trouble. He knew that we would have conflict. He knew that we would face circumstances that are outside of our control, but he said, take heart. You don't have to go at it alone. In me, you may have peace. I've told you these things ahead of time so that you won't have to be troubled, so you don't have to be afraid, so that you don't have to be overwhelmed by life's circumstances. He was saying, I know already it's coming, but just know that in me you can have peace. Think about it. Jesus was born into a world full of conflict. The Jewish people and the Roman government were at odds, and not just like, you know, we don't like the government, they were at odds. The Roman government was doing terrible things to the Jewish people. They were oppressed, and they lived in this world that was full of conflict all the time. Even at the time of Jesus' birth, his very life was being threatened by the ruler of the day. Jesus came right into conflict. He knew he lived through that conflict. So even, if, if even the God of the universe faces conflict, how much more can we recognize that sometimes that's just life? See, Jesus didn't escape the conflict, but he walked right in it. Full of power, full of presence, full of peace, full of joy, no matter what he faced. And he is extending that joy to you and me today. See, the truth is, if you live long enough, you'll experience some kind of conflict. But Jesus seemed to believe that even though He says he will experience trouble. He knows that we can experience this peace because he declared that he has already overcome the world. The second thought is this. Peace doesn't come by power. by sacrifice and let me explain that I just want to reach you first from Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6 and 7 one of the most quoted passages around the Christmas season but it's powerful because it talks about Jesus it says this for unto us a child is born unto us a son is given and the government will be upon his shoulders and his name will be called wonderful counselor mighty God everlasting father and prince of peace And of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. And upon the throne of David and over his kingdom, to order it and to establish it with judgment and justice from that time forward, even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. See, in this passage, they are declaring that one day a child will be born, and the government of God, the governmental rule and reign of God will be on his shoulders. But it doesn't go on to say that, hey, every now and then, you can, you can experience a little blip of peace. But it says he is the prince of peace, and to his rule and his reign and the extension of his kingdom, there will be no end. But do you know how he extends his kingdom today? a covenant, worldwide covenant community, come on, that are called to rule and reign with him and to extend his kingdom to the earth. Brownie points? Oh, thank you, baby. That's so awesome. But see, God extends his rule and reign today through you and I. But what we need to do is we need to actually, first of all, surrender our own lives, surrender our own hearts, our own will, so that we can be the representation of Jesus today. He came once, and then he actually left, but he said, I'm leaving something with you. I'm leaving you a gift so that you can be Jesus, so that you can have the character of God, so that you can have the peace and the power and the presence of God and be that to those around us. Do you know that so many people today are fumbling in darkness because they feel absolutely lost. They do not know where to find peace. And they need somebody to come in. Cameron talked last week about being hope, about letting the glory and the power and the light of Jesus radiate through you. And when you talk to people throughout this season, you're going to quickly see that people are filled with turmoil. People, holidays are hard for some people. Not everyone comes into Christmas and goes, ah, some people enter the Christmas season and fear fills their heart. Turmoil fills their heart because they know there are going to be things that they're going to have to face through that season that they don't want to face. They need the peace of God, the wholeness, the completeness, the rule and reign of Jesus. See, our temptation is to try to find peace at all cost. And most people search for that peace in worldly avenues, earthly avenues. The, the Jews did the same. They were expecting a Messiah that would come and rule and reign in Israel at the time. And they were confused because when Jesus came and he started doing these miraculous signs and wonders, they were expecting him to come in like a king riding on a, on a gorgeous horse and come in and rule and reign and take over for King Herod and end and the Roman rule and reign. But instead, he came in in humility. And he said, the peace you seek, the rule and reign that you seek, cannot be found by power or the sword. Because that stuff is external. And Jesus knew that only lasts for a moment. But internal peace, internal rule and reign lasts forever. And that's why he declares in Isaiah that to that rule, to that kingdom, and, and that justice, that reign It will last forever and ever and ever. See, so many times we seek that peace externally. But Jesus came vulnerable and powerless as a baby because he wanted to show us a different way. He wanted to show us that we can find peace not by power but by sacrifice. And it was through that sacrifice in a broken world that he grew up and came to offer his life for us. Because then he defeated conflict at its core. See, he could have come in and he could have ended the Roman rule and reign, but it would have only lasted so long. But instead on the cross... He actually ended conflict at the very core of where it is, that internal thing. Isaiah 53, verse 5 says, But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. And listen to this. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him. And by his wounds, we are healed. It was on that cross he came as a baby and then he grew up and he willingly went to that cross because he knew that if he could take the punishment, if he could take the burden that was, that was needed to be paid in order for us to have peace, he said, I'll take it upon myself because then once and forever I can break the power of sin. I can break the power of that turmoil and I can extend that peace, not just external peace, not just an external rule, but an internal forever change. See, through Jesus' life and death and resurrection, we've been offered this incredible gift, this incredible gift of peace. The third point is this, or the third thought, is that the world will never understand the peace of God. They'll never understand because the peace of God will always be misunderstood by those who don't know God. Philippians chapter 4 one of my favorite passages from verse 4 to 7 says rejoice in the lord always again i will say rejoice let your gentleness be known to all men the lord is at hand and listen to this be anxious about everything i just wanted to see if you paid attention you're way too quiet for me okay i need i need some life here okay so be anxious about what about what Right. It actually declares, be anxious about nothing. How many would confess this morning that sometimes you're anxious? Okay. After the service, we'll have a a, a call for those uh, that um, like to not speak truth. Um, Sorry. just Anyhow. No, the reality is that the Bible says, be anxious for nothing. Why? Listen to this. But in everything, by prayer and petition, present and with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And here comes the promise. It literally says, don't worry, don't fret, don't be anxious, don't have fear, don't be afraid. Instead, come to God. He's right there. He's still there, ready for you to come. And simply request present your request to him and say, God, he's not asking you to be fake. He's not asking you to come and say, well, Lord, uh, I have no anxiety ever in my life ever because everything's perfect in my life. That's not what this verse is saying. He's saying, don't be anxious. Instead, he's giving us the solution because he knows we'll face anxiety. He says, don't be gripped by that. Don't let anxiety overwhelm you. Instead, come to God, come to me and tell me about it. Tell me what it is that you're battling. See, he already knows. I am just going to let you know. So you're not going to shock him. If you come and you start just talking to Jesus, it's as simply as talking to him about your circumstance. And then it says, present your request to God. He's not going to be shocked. He already knows, but he invites you to come and tell him about it. And listen what the promise is in the word of God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. It is one of the most incredible promises in the word of God. See, we can't understand that peace. When we come to him, and sometimes we come to him full of fear and anxiety, but then we come and we say, God, I need help. I need you in this circumstance. I can't do it on my own. I don't know what to do, but I'm coming to you because you said I can come to you with everything. And his promise is if you you release that to him and leave it at the foot of the cross, he says the peace of God that passes all understanding because he knows it's not about our understanding grasping it. It's not about our circumstance always even changing. But it's about receiving the peace of God right in the midst of our circumstance. Right in the midst of what we're going through. He says, I will give to you something you will not understand. So don't try to wrap your head around it. Because you won't. It surpasses all understanding. It it, it goes beyond what we can grasp. Because the peace of God cannot be understood by human means. It is greater. It is, it is more wonderful. It's more um, indescribable than what we can mentally understand. See, we're promised this one thing, that God is with us, that God's there. And that's enough, according to the scriptures, for us to find peace in the midst of our circumstances. See, the power and the sword make sense to a world around us. But the peace of God makes sense to those who know God. Fifteen and a half years ago, we were in a room at Oshawa General Hospital. And after 37 hours of labor, feel with me, women. Wow, I got like underwhelming response. 37 hours of labor. No, it was more like, ah, okay? Yeah, thank you. Well, (laughs) Caleb, wow, (laughs) okay. Well, thank you, son, for paying attention. That was awesome. I was going to say, one day you'll know, but no, he won't, actually. So (laughs) Uh, that's our son. That's your son, actually. Um, (laughs) But we were in a room where everything went wrong. Everything went wrong. There were mistakes made. There were things that should have happened that didn't. There was a a son who was stuck in the birth canal for four hours. You guys know what that should mean. And they didn't do the interventions they should have done. I still don't know why. But out came a gray lump. With no heartbeat, no breath. And I've never seen that color of a human. He didn't move. There was no twitching, nothing. And if you want to know what the peace of God is like, you should have been there. This is so personal for me because I know it passes all understanding. It's not about being able to wrap your head around your circumstance. We have no idea why it happened that way. But codes were called and alarms were going off, and there were more healthcare professionals in that room than really should fit. And they were all going at Josiah. They were all going at him and doing all sorts of things. And our eyes met. And in that split second, the peace of God that passes all understanding came down in that room like a thick blanket that was undeniable. If you were there, you would have known. And we couldn't speak. It was so loud in there. There was people yelling and screaming and doing stuff. And our eyes just met. And we, there was no words spoken. But our, our eyes said, he will be just fine. He's going to be okay. Did you know in that moment, I can't describe it, but there was no Fear. There was no fear. Fear was not present because the power of God pushes out fear. It has no place. It has no room. When you allow the power and the peace of Jesus to rule and reign in your life, fear has to flee. It has no place. It has no space. It has no room. And circumstances can be screaming at you like a dead baby. But God is greater. And the peace of God is so real. It's more real than the baby that was laying on that table. So when we see Emmanuel, God with us, it's not just a nice song. It's not just a nice thing. It's God saying you can have that. That. Even in your worst fear, even in your worst circumstance, you can have the shalom, the peace, the power, the wholeness, the healing, the health, the completeness of God. Do not let this season slip by and think it's just about decorations. In a tree and presence, it's about the presence of God coming to us like a gift wrapped in a stable, in a dirty and broken world, the same world that you and I live in, and He wants to be part of your world. We were told all sorts of things about Josiah. It did not look good. And they took him. we didn't even get to see him. But we knew. Not for a split second was there a doubt in our mind that he was going to be okay. They said a lot of other things, but we knew. We knew. He's going to be fine. You know, um, he had literally a miraculous turnaround. It was about 1 o'clock in the morning when this happened. And when the shift change came in the next morning at 7 o'clock, they took his charts. They looked at him. And they looked at the APGAR scores. Which were almost zero, all of them. And then they looked at the baby. And then they looked at us. And then they looked at the baby, they looked at the papers, and they looked at us. And they said, We'll be back. (laughs) I think we have the wrong papers. And then they came in looking very confused. And they said, these are your papers, but that can't be the same baby. Because God had miraculously not just saved his life, but turned it around so that it was even, the doctors could not even grasp how that was possible within a few hours to be the same child, full of health, strength, joy, vitality, color, you name it. And if you've met Josiah today, well he's six foot one. He towers. We were taking Christmas pictures yesterday and I told him to stop standing on his tippy toes. And he's like, Mom, I'm not standing on my tippy toes. I'm like, oh. Because you seem so tall, son. Well that's I'm standing. Okay, it's like Bob standing, sitting. Anyhow. Um you have to know veggie tales for that one. Thank you, Megan, for your incredible rendition and Lindsay. But I'm telling you right now, if, if this is the only thing you remember from today, know that the peace of God surpasses all understanding. It's not about your circumstance being all right. It's not about things making sense. It's about leaning on Christ, leaning into him. In that hospital room that day, there was nothing else we could do. Everything was outside of our control. I don't know what you're going through today. Maybe you're facing a circumstance that's like, it's not, it's not like a, a mountain. It's, it's like a, a mountain range in front of you. You don't know what to do. But I want to tell you today that if you understand that Emmanuel was not just a baby that was born 2,000 years ago so that we could put up nice little manger scenes today. But he was a baby that grew up and went to the cross and he took your sicknesses, your concerns, your griefs, your sorrows, your circumstances, your fears. He took that upon himself and then he gave up his breath willingly so that you don't have to die full of fear, full of anxiety, full of just lack of peace. He died so that you could have peace. Not because you deserve it. Not because you can earn it. We can't. It's a gift. Freely given. Don't miss it. Because it'll change your life. Forever. Colossians 3.15 says, let the peace of Christ rule in your heart. Since as members of one body, you were called to peace. And be thankful. Thankful for what? Thankful for your circumstance? No. Thankful that the prince of peace lives in your heart. Just very quickly, thought number four is that grace is a gift, and peace as a response. Ephesians two eight says, "For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves; it is a gift of God." See, through Jesus' life, death, and resurrection, we have been offered this incredible gift of grace, freely given. Grace simply means not something you can earn. It's something that is, that is, mercy is getting what, not getting what you deserve. Grace is getting what you don't deserve. We don't deserve this gift, but it's freely given because he loves us. See, conflict in our lives can only continue if we participate. Think about that. But when the peace of God rules and reigns in your heart through this free gift given to us by grace from Jesus, we can allow our hearts to be still. We can't earn it. I couldn't earn it. I don't deserve it. Still you give yourself away. That's Jesus. See, sometimes we get so mixed up. Because we live in a very real world. We have something called a soul, which is mind, will, and emotions. How many know those speak very loudly? Uh-huh. So sometimes our emotions are telling us things that we don't want to hear. And we get gripped by that in our hearts because it's very real. We live in a body where we feel things. We have, a, we have mind and will and emotions, and they tell us things. But you know what David did? He, David was a feeler. If you don't know what I'm talking about, read the Psalms. <laughs> You'll see what he felt. <laughs> You'll read what he felt. But then every now and then in Psalm 42, 5, it says, Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for yet I will praise him, my Savior and my God. Do you know that sometimes in order to experience the peace of God in your spirit, you actually have to speak God's promises to your soul. Your soul may not feel it in the moment, but there are moments. I don't know if you're like me, but there are moments where something comes and I feel that. (gasps) Anyone else? In Those moments I've learned. I'm not perfect, and sometimes I don't do this, but I've learned more and more in those moments to say, I know that the peace of God that passes all understanding is mine by the promise of God. So right now I surrender my concern. I surrender my circumstance. I surrender my anxiety or my fear or th- my impossibility to Jesus. And Lord you said I could come to you about everything. So here I am again. I know, I know I'm know, i like a frequent flyer in here. But I'm here again because I want to tell you what I'm going through because I need you to take this because I can't carry it on my own. And so I speak the promise of God. And Lord you said in your word. This is probably the most quote verse by Sandra Jeffs before God. And I say, Lord, you said that the peace of God that passes all understanding can guard my heart, can guard my mind in Christ. And I declare that and I speak that because I believe it. I've experienced it. I've tasted it. I've tasted it more than once. I've had some incredible moments in the midst of loss, in the midst of grief. I have felt the peace and the presence of God like nothing else. It's more tangible to me. It's more real to me than the chairs that you sit on. And so I don't want you to walk out today and miss this moment to receive the peace of God in your heart. To surrender to him. My fifth thing is this. My fifth thought is that the best Christmas ever is simply as a result of peace. Peace. See, we must begin with hope. Cameron talked about that last week because that hope in Christ gives way for peace. See, I don't have to feel anxiety over my situation because though it is more than I can handle, it's not more than what God can handle. See, we get all up in arms because we think we have to handle it and God says, just come to me. I'll handle it. It's not too big for me. Your fear, your circumstance, your, your whatever you're going through, your situation, your, your, your deck of cards that's been dealt you, it's not too big for God. It's not too messy for him. It's not too complicated for him. He can handle it. He can shoulder it. 1 Peter 5, 7 says, casting all your cares upon him, for he cares for you. Do you catch what that's saying? You cast your cares because he takes them and he cares for you. You don't have to carry it on your own. I believe we can find rest this Christmas season because we've literally been instructed by God to cast our cares on him. We don't have to walk this life alone. When we respond to the hope given by Christ, we can find that help and rest and peace in our time of need. See, so many times we feel overwhelmed by our circumstance that we lose peace because we're focusing on the circumstance. But peace is not in the circumstance. Peace may never come in your circumstance, in the external. See, sometimes we can't change what is around us, but God can change what's within us. Matthew 11, verse 28 to 30 says this. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon me and learn from me. Let me shoulder the load, is what he's saying. For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. How many could use some rest for your soul today? It's here for you. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. I want to end with this verse. It's again one of my favorites. I know I always say that, but I, I really like the Bible, okay? So another one of my favorites is from John fourteen, twenty-seven. And this was Jesus. And this is a declaration, and I, know, I want you to hear this, not as a nice suggestion, not as a little, hey, you can draw on this every now and then, but listen to this. This is the declaration of Jesus himself over your life. He says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give you. It's not external. It's not in your circumstance. Let not your heart be troubled nor let it be afraid, because he gives you peace. He left so that he can give us the helper, the Holy Spirit, that now resides in us. You know, someone asked me, what would you rather take, walking with Jesus for three years on earth, or being a believer in the New Testament with the Holy Spirit within you? I don't know, Colleen, maybe we should do that game. Who wants Jesus on earth? Okay, who, (laughs) thanks, Colleen. Yeah, oh, that's right, you can be excited for both, of course, but I said, or, which one, or, I said, or for this one, or, do you want to be a believer that can have the Holy Spirit in you? Wow, that was really high-pitched, but Lord, you hear our hearts, Lord, we want you. See, what I, what I want to invite you today... Actually, worship team, do you want to come back up? Uh, that'd be great. Before we end today, I, I want to invite you this morning. Maybe, maybe this season is no fun for you. Or maybe you love the Christmas season. You're just busy. Wherever you are, it doesn't matter. But this morning, I want you to take a moment before we end today. And I want you to take a moment and ask the Lord. Ask Jesus, God, have I surrendered the control of my life to you because Lord I need how how many need that peace? I need more of that peace every single day. There's not a day that goes by that I don't come and I say, God, I need that peace. I need that peace because my circumstances don't always line up. The things that I'm I'm battling with don't always line up. But Jesus, I need you to be the Prince of peace, to rule and reign in my heart today. And so today, this morning, Ray's gonna come up in just one moment. But this morning I don't want to end this service without saying, if you are weary, if you are tired, if you're battling, if you feel like you're going at it alone, if fear grips your heart, if you're battling anxiety, or if you just want more of the peace and the power and the presence of Jesus, I want to invite you this morning to come um, after Ray uh, shares what she has to share. But Uh, Would you actually stand with us as Ray shares, and then I want you to come. There's going to be some people up at the front. The pastors will be here. Uh, There will be some other people that will be here to pray with you, because we don't want you to walk out of here without
0: receiving the gift of Emmanuel, God with us. Thank you, Sandra. What a powerful word we've heard this morning. Amen. Um, I've been feeling, God's been speaking to me since the beginning of the worship, and and it was lovely to hear. Absolutely, everybody's so engaged in worship, and all I could do was just listen to the voice of God. But I wasn't completely sure what He was saying until Sandra's message. And um, in Zechariah ten, verse one, it says, "Pray in the time of the spring. Pray for rain in the time of the spring rain." And funny enough, you're like, "Well, if it's spring rain." That means it's going to rain. So why pray? And and I heard God say, because all it means is it's time. And it's time. It's now. Now is the season. So if you pray, you're going to get an answer to your prayer because it's the season. Um, and as Sandra was speaking, um, God laid this verse on my heart. Galatians 4.4 4, says, But when the set time Had fully come. God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law. And I feel this morning like God is saying to maybe it's one person, but I think to many people that now is the time of grace and grace. The Heavenly Father has already sent His Son when it was fully time, when it was fully come. The season was now. That Jesus Christ is now. Jesus Christ has already come. And I feel like God is saying, for some of you, there are some things that you've been striving for because you've been asking for something to be born under the law. And Jesus Christ has already been born under the law. So that you can receive the answer when you move to grace. I feel like God is saying he wants you to begin to pray for what you've been praying for and haven't received the answer to. Right now, under grace, now is the time, now is the season, you're going to get the answer.